You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. I'm Tyler Marr, your host here in the Shepparton News podcast studio and uh, alongside me as always is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks Tyler. Uh, feeling a bit empty in the studio this week but with good reason. The Vic opens on and uh, yeah, our main man Brian Nisbet unable to be with us this week. Yes, uh, forget the uh, first game of the World Cup for the Socceroos against France in the morning. The, the game you want to watch is Matthew Flapper and Bradley Orr against Mark Jones and Brian Nisbet at East Shepparton from 11am. Yeah, look, he's had a, he's had a big few days Brian and uh, we'll lead with him off the top he's um, he's busy at work today so can't be at the podcast I think he's taken up a new profession of giant killing uh, such has been his form at the Vic Open this week uh, as of yesterday or even as of today alive in more, uh, as many events as the great Alex Marshall MBE uh, yeah. is our man Brian Nisbet and uh, he'll certainly tell you about it too yeah, I did manage. He was still alive in two events um, as of Monday night. I uh, went down and watched him play his uh, knockout game in the mixed pairs. He was pairing up with Mavis Marshall, who was doing a wonderful job uh, from Rushworth. And they played Samantha Atkinson and her partner from Druin, who's a state representative, Samantha Atkinson. Um, un- unlucky, uh, they didn't didn't get through in that one. They, I think they lost 21-9, but they'd, they'd won a couple of knockout games to get that far. So he was still alive in two events, Brian, and uh, he's had a big week of bowls and um, certainly some great results to show for it. Yes, we do uh, give him a, a, a fairly... Uh a reasonable ribbing uh, and mostly deserved, <laughs> but uh, it is a fair effort to get out of any section at the Victorian Open, uh, such as the the calibre and and the the um, the amount of bowlers that are in the region uh, for the for the event. Yeah, and you touched on his next uh, match in the knockout pairs, which is tomorrow at East Shepherd at eleven a.m. He's uh, him and his partner Mark Jones from Namurka coming up against Matt Flapper, who's pretty much the uh, Victorian coach, I guess you'd say, or main selector, and one of his protégés in Brad Orr, who we know a lot about from Shepherd and Goal. To get to that uh, round, uh, it was actually David slaying Goliath, or David slaying David, really. Brian uh, and his partner Mark Jones beat David Dawes and Rick Orchard, who our Golden Valley listeners will know a lot about as well, now playing at Deer Park, a, a Shepherd and Golf premiership player from some of their glory days, um, beat them by one shot, uh, which uh, I, I spoke to Brian briefly about it and was was pretty chuffed to get over the line against Dorsey. So, and now the challenge gets uh, probably no greater just looking at who's still alive in the men's pairs draw. So it'll be interesting to see how they back up. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm sure he'll uh, enjoy the, the process in itself and uh, he'll talk... Uh, uh, probably Matt Flapper's ear off, I would say. He would be, uh, they'd be leading against each other. Yeah, well, um, Brian's actually listed as the skipper in the pairs, but talking to him, he has been leading. And um, I, I, from my understanding is that Matt Flapper's been leading and Ori's been skipping. So, uh, yeah, to be a fly on the green during those conversations during the game, uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of advice exchanged between those two, or anecdotes at least. But there are plenty of familiar faces left in uh, a lot of the draws. And uh, as we speak at uh, or about 5 o'clock or 4.30, I'm a bit ahead of myself, on uh, Tuesday afternoon, a lot of the um, events have reached the uh, 
uh, initial knockout stages and, and some have progressed a bit further to, to final 16s. Yeah, so um, looking at the mixed pairs, we'll sort of run through each event and, and give a mention to those locals or those with local connections that are still alive. Uh, the mixed pairs, I think, is at about the stage of uh, 32 or, um, yeah, close to the round of 16. So we've got um, Di Hands and Matt Robinson, who are past finalists in the mixed pairs event at the Vic Open, making a bit of a run again. So they're still alive in the last 32. Uh, we've Playing got, as we speak, I believe. Okay, yep, so they're playing at the moment. Um We've got uh, the team that knocked off Brian and Mavis Marshall last night, uh, Toby Wallace and Samantha Atkinson. They've gone down to Matt Flapper and Faye Richardson from Ocean Grove. So uh, Alex Marshall, as we mentioned, MBE, this is the only event that he's still alive in. So he's been upset in the singles, pairs and triples. Still alive in the mixed pairs with Cassandra Millerick from Moama. Um, Bev Button, now I'm not sure if this is the Bev, Bev Button that played for Kyabram, but um, now listed at Moama. She's still alive in the mixed pairs, and they play Millerick and Marshall in the next round. Sue Tyson and Graham Myers from Shep Park. Uh, so they'll be playing as we speak, or may have already finished. They were coming up against Yvonne Clark from Namurka Golf and Robin Chambers. Uh, Looking ahead, the Cartwrights, Olivia and David Cartwright, she's actually subbing in for, for Jordan Long, I think, may have started the tournament with David, um, but Olivia subbed in. So they were still alive playing the uh, pr- probably as we speak against the pair from Moama, Kathleen and Robert Wastel. Um, Tokemore Golf pairing, Lee Hanson and David Hanson. They're still alive as well. Stacey Collier and Mark Ryan, they're through to the round of 16. Uh, so a good win there, 18-8 in the round of 32. Um, so, yeah, there's still quite a few locals in the mixed pairs. So um, cheer them on if they are, if you do see them down at Shep Park playing in the last couple of rounds. For sure, and that was the uh, first event that kicked us off on uh, Friday. Um, so um, we moved on Saturday into the uh, singles competitions and some of those have progressed uh, a bit further, um, you know, being a bit easier to manage. The The women's singles uh, look like they're down to the final 16. Yep. Um, of what I'm looking at here and while Alison Hall, who has uh, Seymour Connections, is uh, still alive playing Anne Miles on Thursday afternoon, Lee Beatty from Kyabram and uh, formerly of East Shep and Achuka yep. uh, is also still alive. Good uh, effort, yeah. Yeah, taking on Katrina Green of uh, KBC yep. uh, on Thursday afternoon as well. So, um, yeah, Lee, who's playing Division 2 over in Kyber on, on Saturdays, yep. yeah, yep. Um, so a great effort from, from her to, to make that round. And she actually uh, came up against her clubmate Sally Beach in a knockout round. It might have been the one before um, and got over her quite comfortably. So she's obviously in good form and, um, you know, there's still quite a lot of talent there in the, in the women's singles. I reckon I've probably seen the winner um, play today. One of their games was live-streamed. I, I like Samantha Atkinson from Druin, um, state player, as we mentioned. Uh, she seems really consistent with the four bowls. Playing on the carpet, too, think, I think really suits her game well, and she looks to be quite impressive. But Alison Hall has made a couple of good singles runs here before, so she's not to be discounted either. Cassandra Millerick also still alive, yes. and uh, obviously the Victoria medal. Uh, the Vic medal is, is up for grabs uh, for the best 
all rounder across the uh, the entire Victorian Open. So um, there's a few names here that that keep popping up and who should be in the hunt for that. So I believe you start collecting points at the final sixteen. I'd have to double check that. From yeah, memory, yeah. So I think it's last sixteen or definitely quarterfinals. So if you're making a run in, you know, two or three of the disciplines or even four, um, you're a chance to take home the Vic Medal, which sort of your crew points in each event that you make a, a long run in. So. Um, Looking ahead to the men's singles, really crack field, and we're starting to sort the wheat from the chaff here, getting into the fourth round of knockout here. So we've got the defending champ, Jay By Norris, uh, formerly of Essendon, now at Deer Park. He's still alive, defending his title from uh, a couple of years ago, 2019, pre-COVID. Uh, we've got Matt Flapper against Zach Woning. That'll be a great contest tomorrow at 8.30. So the next round of these singles games will be played Wednesday morning, 8.30 at Shep Park. Uh, maybe some other venues as well as I'm just scrolling through the draw. Liam Crapper, premiership hero at Tally Group in the last year, now back at South, South Bendigo, playing Blake Nan or Nan from Clayton. Uh, should be a crackerjack game, I think, that one. Blake is um, alive in a few events, and to me, he looks one of the favourites for the Vic medal at this stage. Uh, if you can get through Liam Crapper in the singles, that, that'll uh, enhance his chances for that. Brent Rayner, who we had on last week and was... Uh, Quietly confident uh, in in his chances, particularly in the singles, and I did manage to bump into him last night. And uh, before playing two knockout games today, he was confident if he could get through those that um, his draw might open up a little bit for him. He's into the fourth round of knockout against Kevin Johnson from Terang. Ricky Orchard, as we've touched on, are still alive in the singles, playing Graham Spencer from Brighton. Steve Cunnington from Machuca is still alive. Jared Davies, I see there, listed at Broadbeach. That, that, I don't know whether that's the, um, that's right. I, I understand he plays for Glenroy. But anyway, Tim Cromie from Yarrawonga. Mitch Sidebottom, past winner as well. Uh, he was in my top 15 contenders. Plays Vinnie McElwain from Terralgan in the next round. Um, Brad Orr, still alive as well. So uh, And then David Cartwright playing Tyson Cromie as well. So a young gun versus someone who's, again, been uh, had a couple of good good runs in the singles draw, David Cartwright. So some a great local contingent still there in the Blue Ribbon men's singles event. Certainly. And uh, we moved into pairs action on uh, Sunday. Sunday, yep. Yes. Uh, got out and watched a few games where I could, uh, well, across the early parts of the Vic Open. Uh, actually uh, took uh, my eldest daughter along and uh, she was more interested than I thought but did reach for the uh, <laughs> uh, the the phone pretty quickly uh, after a couple of ends. But uh, was very intrigued as to why they weren't uh, rolling the ball a bit harder to hit the uh, <laughs> to hit the little one. Uh, so <laughs> a bit of work to do there. But, um, yeah, so the, the women's pairs, uh, these games... Uh, mostly scheduled for 11 a.m. tomorrow, being Wednesday. Yep. Um, some of the familiar faces. Uh, Anne Draffin, I watched her at Chip Park yes. on uh, the weekend, uh, Sunday evening, and uh, she was in ripper form um, playing. At Tris Doolan, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So, uh, yeah, she's still alive there, um, and she's still alive in the the triples as well um mm. so there's a fair uh, effort there from her olivia cartwright and cassandra millerick um playing judy beasley from painesville and joanne martin from lakes entrance mm. entrance um so they're still alive there um just looking through some of the other uh allison hall still alive in in the pairs with denise huenda yep um playing lynn cameron and sandy elliott 
uh, rolling through a few others. Uh, Daniloquin's Linda Harris and Mathara's Christine Taylor are still alive. Obviously, uh, all the flooding that we've had down here is, is headed their way. So, yeah. um, obviously, we, we feel for those clubs as well who might be struggling a bit. Absolutely, um, in the Murray competition, yep. Yep. Uh, now, my favourite uh, women's pairs combination, Bev Kale and uh, Mark Smythe. Past uh, winners. They certainly are, and they were very, uh, very excited. Mark actually uh, spoke to me in the... Uh, came up car park the other week and said, "Oh, you might not remember me, but I'm I'm Mark Smythe from Chet Parker." <laughs> Don't worry, Mark. I, I couldn't forget. Uh, one of the best photos I've ever taken was uh, those two hugging after winning the, uh, uh, the the pairs final a few years back. They play uh, Cheryl and Alana Flapper from Essendon. Um, looking across, uh, Kerry Ralph from Namurka Golf is playing with Caroline Riley of Yarrawonga, and they play a duo from Geelong Cement. Uh, Samantha Atkinson uh, popping up again with her mum. Yeah. Yes, um, playing a Mathara combo of Pamela Lindbrick and Joanne Moss. So again, uh, as we speak about the, the Vic Medal, Samantha Atkinson's name popping up in another yeah. competition. She's alive in three. Yeah. So looking uh, over at the men's pairs, Luke Spargo, formerly of Seymour VRI, now at Deer Park. Uh, his partner Scott Fletcher, they're still alive. They'll take on the gun pairing of Cameron Keenan from Moama, young young gun who's crossed from Kangaroo Flat this year, uh, and Ben Russell from Queenscliff. Rochester product, uh, Cam Keenan. Yes, is. yes, yeah. And um, there's a bit of a whisper going around that his father might be um, heading to Stanhope to play some games. So that'd be crackers, Keenan. That'd be a big get for them uh, if he does arrive and start playing some Div One pennant for Stanhope. Dean Jones from Tally Garupna and Wayne Dagger still alive. They're playing a pair from Keelor tomorrow at East Shepparton, 11 a.m. Uh, looking down the draw as well, there is some great pairings still alive. We've, we've mentioned Matt Flapper and Brad Orr in the blockbuster against Mark Jones and Brian Nisbet. So that's one to look out for. Alan Dove, now of Shepparton and Golf, playing with his great mate from Yarraville Footscray, Wayne Roberts. They're playing the Cromie brothers, Tyson and Kobe. From Yarrawonga, uh, we've got an Achuka pairing, James Ferrier, Stephen Cunnington. They're playing a Melton pair. Uh, Zach Woning's still alive in that one as well. Uh, Thor Shannon, I think this is the only event that he's still alive in with Colin Veenendahl. Um, so he's still alive in that one. Cooper Wescombe and Jared Davies, past pairs winners of this event. They're still alive. Uh, so Jared Davies, again, that'll push his Vic medal claims. He's already won a Vic medal before. Uh, Dane Gade, former Kyabram coach who's had a, having a great tournament, still alive in the pairs and triples. Um, so his partner in the pairs, Josh McQueen from Berwick, uh, playing Kevin Conley from Moama and Jeff Adard from Clayton. Shane Edwards from Nagambi, not the Richmond three-time premiership player. And Paul Nichols from Shepparton Park playing with uh, someone from his old club, Nagambi. They're still alive. They'll play a pair from Clayton, Matt Murphy and Paul Murphy. And then uh, that just about rounds out the local contingent still in the men's pairs, but some great combinations still alive there. A couple of Murray um, Bowles products in uh, Berrigan's Paul Glanville and Darren Frund uh, are also playing uh, Jeff Peterson and Daniel Woodrow of Lilydale. Uh, looking at the men's triples. Uh, so we're into, uh, well, most of the second round knockout games have been played. Guy Madigan, Matt Robinson and Mark Ryan. Uh, so a bit of a tally team there. I know, I know Robbo's gone to South Bendigo this year. They're through to the third 
uh, knockout round there. Just looking at some of the other round two knockout results, uh, Alan Dove, Wayne Roberts and Brett Marnie. So a bit of a Yarraville Footscray uh, combination there, 18-7. Brett Marnie's another one that'll come up in the Vic Metal conversations. The Pidge, they call him. Um, a, a good chance in the singles, I believe. And, uh, yeah, so he's making a run in the triples. Uh, Craig McCarran, Cooper Wescombe, Jared Davies still alive. The Chromies would have to be up there as well. They all seem to be seeing their name quite a bit. Uh, Kobe Chromie, Matt Flapper and Cameron Keenan. They had a, a gun section draw in the uh, playing against the team skipped by Brad Orr, which would have been a hard section to get out of. Um, Barry Orr from Darwin. I reckon your dad would know him quite well. Yes, uh, members of the same club up there. Uh, Ian Main, who we've had as uh, Brian's interviewed from uh, the Wa- the Mayor of Wakul. The main man. Yeah, the main man. And Jeff Beatty from Kyber, and they're still alive as well. Uh, they're playing on Thursday at 8.30am at Shep Park, so a couple of days to wait there. Dane Gade, we've mentioned, playing with a... Couple of uh, from Nari Warren, Chris Johnson and Cameron Bell. They're still alive and also playing on Thursday morning. Uh, just looking through, uh, there's a fair few Melbourne teams still alive. Dandy Nong, Jay By Norris, who you know we talked about for the Vic Medal as well. Uh, Tim Cromie, Gary Sanders, Adrian Pantling from Yarrawonga, Brett Foley skipping a team with. Ben Lachlan, his great mate from Altona, and Mark Armstrong, who I think he's formerly from here. I think he's playing up at Pialba, which I'm sure is, pretty sure is on the coast somewhere, or maybe up in Queensland. So another chance. They're playing a Moama trio, Rob Wastel, Jock Linehan, and Barry Brennan. So the Shep Golf coach alive in an event there. Tim Dribble's leading uh, uh, of Shep Golf is leading for Nathan Cook and David Cook of Morwell. Okay. Um, against uh, Graham Spencer, Brendan Atkinson and Thomas Hines and uh, Rick Orchard's still alive as well uh, with Jay by Norris in, in his team. So uh, a couple of Vic Metal contenders, Blake Nan uh, and as we mentioned, Jared Davies as well, popping up again there as well. So um, there's quite a few consistent names um, that, that we're seeing uh, across these draws as, as sort of you know ends up being across the week. You, you get in a, a hot run of form and, um, you know, Playing more bowls probably doesn't hurt you until uh, we're towards the end of the week where it starts to set in early on. Yeah. If, if you're in form, you're playing well across all three. Yeah, well, I, I used to marvel at the years that Lee Schreiner was here and he'd be playing 38, 39 games a week because he'd be going that deep into all the events, all the disciplines, and, you know, there'd be nights there where they'd be playing games at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and, you know, try and fit his knockout games in because he was still alive in all the disciplines. So um, his concentration and stamina to be able to get to the end of the week and maybe win two or three titles in one tournament was amazing, really. Um, Looking at the women's triples, they're almost down to the quarterfinals there. Um, So looking at Alison Hall is in a a trio uh, with Samantha Robinson from MCC, Leanne Poulsen from Broadbeach there uh, playing on tomorrow at 8.30 at East Shepparton. Uh, there's a Moama team, Callie Norris uh, and Karen Evans. They're playing a trio from Leopold. Uh, looking ahead, there's Anne Draffin again uh, in the triples, still alive. Uh, and there was someone from Achuka. Oh, no, Namurka, sorry. Helen Brash playing with Jody Frund and Rhonda Armstrong from Smeaton. Uh, a couple of bowls from Murray Downs. Diane Payne with, uh, a te- from Achuka in a team with Diane McLeod and Susan Roffey from Whittlesea. So the triples is getting down to the nitty-gritty as well. And I forgot to mention in the women's pairs, 
Um, Carla Rickies from Shep Park, who um, has had a few years off bowls, but I'm pretty sure they're into the last 16 or the last eight, which is a great achievement. Um, you know, she hasn't played bowls or pennant for a number of seasons now, and I think she was a pretty late entrant into the Vic Open. I'm, I kind of don't know who her partner is, whether they were just put together as a team. But uh, they've done a terrific job uh, with Karen Morgan from Lilydale. So they're into the last 16, which is a fantastic effort for Shepparton Park's Carla Ricky. So that's a bit of a wrap-up of the Vic Open. Do you like anyone in the singles that's still alive, the men or the women? Um, look, I, I think um, it's it's a, a pretty, uh, as you said, it's a pretty hotly contested, uh, especially mm. men's section um it, it's probably one that you could probably tip 10 of them and still uh not not get a finalist yeah but um i, I think uh, to hang my hat on uh, a local uh i would say you know mitch Sybottom with four bowls mm. is um you know one of, one of the best exponents of the of the game yeah um and he's obviously been there and done it before as well which i think really helps um, so I, I'd be uh, barracking that uh, my tip would be Mitch side, but I'm there. Yeah, look, and I think outside the locals, um, Brett Marnie and Matt Flapper seem to have built into the tournament nicely, and, and Matt's obviously alive in a couple of other disciplines as well. So in terms of the amount of bowls he's having, and um, you know, so his eye would be well and truly in, and a past singles winner, of course, as well. And Brett Marnie, uh, obviously a star at Yarraville Footscray, and I think um, he's primed and ready to make a big run as the week progresses as well. So they'd be the th- the couple that I'd look at. In the women, I mentioned Samantha Atkinson. Alison Hall, not without a chance as well. So uh, the week is certainly hotting up and uh, we'll be here to sort of review it all this time next week. It's been a great week, uh, tournament so far. Yeah, it certainly has. And uh, there's a, a tinge of sadness that it is the last one in Shepparton. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think everyone's just uh, enjoying it while it is still here uh, and that we can uh, focus on... What comes next afterwards, I suppose? Well, I'm sure, you know, there's already been many great Vic Open memories in the, in the time that it's been played here in the Goulburn Valley. And you mentioned the Mark Smythe and Bev Kale victory in the pairs and the photo, um, those sorts of memories. And I'm sure there'll be many more created as the tournament nears its end uh, on this Friday, you know, with all the, the respective winners of the disciplines. So uh, looking forward to seeing who comes home with the chocolates at the end. Let's quickly roll through the Alan Matheson Shield preview for the weekend, uh, but we'll, we'll keep it short and sharp so that we can uh, get this pot out tonight uh, so that half of what we've spoken about in terms of tomorrow's draws uh, won't be for nothing, especially <laughs> the uh, the Brian Nisbet blockbuster. Yes. Uh, so looking ahead at this week, obviously had the last week off for the Vic Open. Uh, we'll just bring up the draw. So uh, it is election day in the uh, Victorian state election. So get out there, vote, get your democracy sausage and uh, head along to some uh, bowls action. Yes, uh, we're, we're up to round, well, it'll be six. the, yeah, it'll be, yeah. it'll be the, the uh, sixth, uh, the fourth game, sorry, for the season. Uh, we'll start with East Shepparton versus Marutner. I think there's a fair bit of interest in this one, Tyler, given that, um, you know, obviously I think we agreed would probably be at the foot near the foot of the ladder at the start of the year, but I think they've both taken they will have both taken positives out of the first couple of rounds, and maybe they won't be as far off the pack as maybe what we thought. Well, and, and they're both not far off each other. Uh, look at the current ladder, and uh, they do fill seventh and eighth position respectively. But both of them are, are, are minus one hundred and eight shots with with similar shots for and against. Um, with uh, obviously makes it a similar percentage as well, and uh, East has fifteen points and, and Marupna fourteen, so um, that, they have been 
pretty even in terms of their performances to start with. Yeah. Uh, and I would think that this, not, not that you want to um, circle around six matches as your grand final, but I think this would be a really important game for both of them. Yeah, look, and um, East Shepparton had a really impressive performance a couple of games ago against Shep Park. They led at half time of that game. Um, Daniel Nichols was a late inclusion for that round, and I, I don't think I'll, I'll be lucky if he'll play another game for them. Um, but and then that obviously helped their cause that day. But they would have taken a lot out of getting two rinks that day. Alan Houston had a really good win against Josh Warren. Bit of a letdown last round against Tally Garupner, and that probably showed, I mean, the gulf between the contenders and those teams near the bottom. Um, so they'll be looking to bounce back. They are at home, um, and it will be played in the afternoon. So I think their best chance would probably be to play on one of their outside greens, which is a much quicker than the undercover, and try and catch Marupner out that way. Marupner took two rings off Kai, so they can take a lot out of that performance, um, you know, with Bruce Anselmi. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, a week off. Um, and we know, obviously, Marupna with the flooding and things like that, their preparation going into the season was a bit hindered. Um, so they're playing, I think, their home games on the synthetic surface at the moment at Marupna. That might hold them in good stead if they're heading over to Eastship this week. I'm actually going to tip Marupna. I think they've probably got a, a bit more firepower, um, a bit more depth across their rinks, uh, and I think they can get the job done over there. Well, you speak about that consistency, and I think that that's the difference between Division One bowlers and and non Division One bowlers. Is obviously you know it, we're not d- disparaging any of these sides when we say that they're probably not finals contenders. Anyone goes out there on their day and they can they can beat anyone. Absolutely, uh, you yep. know, th- there's no doubt about that in in bowls, but the. The consistency of performance from week to week mm. is what you see from the, the golfs and tallies and, mm. you know, what we're expecting to see from Kyabram this year, which is what you don't see from sides that don't make finals. Yeah, so, yeah. And I think um, in terms of that consistency, both of these sides are pretty similarly matched. But mm. as you said, I think Marupna has more firepower. And to give you an example of how much Marupna is going to improve as the season goes on, I'm looking at their um, one of their rinks uh Scotty Donaldson, his dad played second. Corey Turvey is the third, and Dean Andrews is the lead. I, I play in Paul Warren's rink. We played them the first game and beat them by 32 shots, and obviously, you know, first game of the year, those sorts of things can happen, and they'd had an interrupted preparation. But, you know, every game that they play, they're going to improve, no, no matter whether they win by 30, lose by 20, or win a cup. You know, they've come out a couple of games later and they've beaten David Cartwright's rink, you know, 26-21. So that shows that they're going to get better for the experience every week. And you can certainly build on that. And, you know, you look at Bruce Anselmi's rink, had a win against Brent Rayner, our guest, last week. And he said that they, you know, they bowled really well and adjusted to the conditions over at Kai a little bit better than his rink. So I think that gives them a lot to build from going forward. And East Shepparton's probably got to take some of those little wins throughout the year as well and try and build on those. Um, but I think Marupna can get the job done 16-2. 14-4 for me, but I agree uh, Marupna should be winning that game. Uh, looking at Stanhope hosting Tally Garupna. Um, Stanhope, uh, I mentioned uh, Crackers Keenan, uh, Cam Keenan's father might be coming in to play for them. I don't know whether it will be this week or not. Tally Garupna, uh, after losing to Kai in the first game, has built, rebuilt quite nicely, had the big confidence-boosting, shot-boosting win against East Shepparton under lights last round on the Friday. 
Uh, so, and obviously a few of their bowlers are in good nick from the Vic Open. So I'm tipping they'll go over to Stan Open account for them pretty comfortably, 18 nil. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there'll be too much um, fatigue from the, the Vic Open. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, probably Tally Grootman's game to win there. Yeah, having said that, though, Stanhope put up a mighty fight against Shep Park the week before at Shep Park. Again, led at half-time um, and were probably ahead with 10 ends to go. And Shep Park managed to reel them in late. Um, Rob Ponton's rink had a good win against Paul Warren. Um, you know, Ben Fletcher's having the opportunity to skip Tim Hancock gave Paul Nichols a run for their money. So, And at home, you know, they beat Tatura Hilltop. So they've sort of um, got a win on the ball there that would have given them lots of confidence. So, you know, really they've got nothing to lose. So they can sort of attack the game and, um, you know, try and pinch a couple of rinks and see what happens. But I think Tally will have too much firepower. For sure. Tat v Kai Abram. This has got a bit of interest. This one um, sort of rivals here. Obviously, Tat, uh, Kai Abram beat... Um, Tad Hilltop in the elimination final last year. So um, Tad Hilltop will be looking to bounce back from that. The two sides are obviously chalk and cheese different uh, compared to last year. Obviously, Kai with all their recruits, uh, the Cartwrights going from Tad Hilltop to Kyabram. Um, I think Kyabram will be too strong. Uh, they haven't tinkered too much with their sides. I did see them uploaded on the socials. Yeah, no change to the Division 1 side. Mm, from which the is Marut interesting. The, um, the Cartwright ring still remains a big watch for me. Um, you know, want, still looking for that first rink win. Uh, he's obviously bowled himself into really good form at the Vic Open this week, so hopefully that can translate to a positive result against Tad Hilltop, who uh, it was interesting after we spoke to Peter Lasser, he, you know, how well he gets on with Jason Carter. He's now not in that rink, so whether they tinker with their combinations again um, remains to be seen, but I think Kyle win 16-2. I think Tat can get a rink over there. Yep, I home. agree. And uh, Shepparton Golf versus Shepparton Park, the uh, final game of the round. Yeah, look, um, match of the round, I guess, Based on ladder positions, but um, you know, Shep Park has has had a, a you know a pretty favourable draw in the first three rounds, and it, we've ticked off you know those first three wins to really set our season up well. Um, this is the acid test, um, so it'll be interesting to see how we can go over at Shep Golf. Traditionally, the greens are quicker, which has um, kind of been our Achilles' heel in recent seasons. So um, we'll, we'll need to adjust to that. I'm hearing Shep Golf may have swung the acid selection. Um, looking at their last round's result, they uh, they won 16-2 against Hilltop, but I don't know whether they're firing on all cylinders yet from what from what I'm hearing and just looking at some of their results. My understanding is um, they've dropped three players, John Hallam, Brad Robinson and Paul Truon. Um, so big, big names who have played a lot of Division One bowls. So some opportunities for the likes of Gert Foley, Neville Manton, who started the year in Division Two. A lot of Division One experience coming. I guess that's the luxury at Shep Golf. If someone loses their spot, there's great Division One experience to bring up from the twos. Yeah, certainly, and it's um, I suppose, a, like you said, a luxury that they can tinker really all throughout the season mm. and, and really sort of settle on that 16 almost probably a fortnight maybe a little bit more out from the final series and, and sort of roll through that's how they've sort of approached it yeah and and look to to be honest it doesn't surprise me that the Brett Foley's come in as coach and um, similar to Brad or he's not not afraid to make a statement like that and obviously when you are as strong and you have as had as much success you, you, you have to be very accountable for your spot and the pressure is on for spots so a couple of poor games and all of a sudden the microscopes on you and look 
looking at their result going back to the grand final last year, they were exposed in a couple of areas and, and maybe Brett's starting to think that, um, you know, there needs to be opportunities to, some, to change things up a little bit. And um, some of those people who have been great Division One bowlers, maybe there's a bit more pressure on to retain their spots now. So they're going to have to really step up if they want to stay in that top flight. Certainly. Uh, I do think uh, Park can jag a rink, but it'll be uh, Shepparton Golf taking the win. Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, we go in as confident as we can. I think if we'd lost maybe one or two of those first three games, we would have been um, a bit deflated. But going in with three straight wins, again, we sort of see it as a bit of a free hit to see how where we're at. Um, I'm unsure about Dylan Hearn, whether he's available for Shep Park. He is crucial to us, and he's been setting up Paul Nichols's rink really well. So if he's out, that's a massive loss for that rink because they're 3-0. and um, But, you know, um, I always like to think you sort of start with trying to jag two rings and depending on the margins, um, you're always in the game overall. And if we can sort of do that and get something out of the game, um, we're under no illusions. I think Shep Golf, we, we all agree, are the benchmark of the competition and they have been for many, many years now. So we'll go over there and hopefully give a good account of ourselves and see where we're at. No worries. Well, thanks, Ash, for uh, joining me, uh, Sands Brian, this week. Yes. um, Good luck to all bowlers out there. Um, at the Vic Open and, and on Saturday. So we, we've got a full comprehensive six-hour podcast next week for Brian to give us the rundown of his Vic Open exploits? Or? Yeah, we'll, we'll book the, the studio for uh, all day on Tuesday next week and just let... Bowl uh, by bowl. Let Brian, Brian waffle. We'll get the replays out and see how we go. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Tyler. Appreciate it. That was... After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.